Welcome back to another episode of Ultras 11. Uh, I'm Joe. And I'm Alex. Uh, before I bring up our topics, I would just like to say to you guys, remember, it's Christmas, it's Hanukkah, it's the holiday season. Um, so the year. basically what I'm trying to say, besides happy holidays, is follow us on TikTok, Instagram, X slash Twitter, whatever you guys Probably want to call known it. As Twitter. Formerly known as Twitter. I still call it Twitter, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, be sure to like our videos, of course. Uh, be sure to favorite us, favorite us on whatever podcast streaming service you use. Turn on post notifications. Mm-hmm. If we hit a certain amount, I'm gonna get Al over here to do an might ASMR do, segment. Do some, I got really got big into ASMR yeah. as of recently, so maybe I might do some little bit of. Uh, yeah, dude. You should. You should hear Al when we play like bad. when we play FIFA or anything like that. His ASMR content. <laughs> it sounds like like I'm being put to bed. You know, he'll just ever so passionate. Hey guys, welcome. <laughs> and it's just like wow i'm like mukbang maximum yeah dude it's like hearing lionel richie for the first time it's crazy um maybe, maybe the fans might get a preview of that maybe hopefully. maybe I, I hope i hope we'll see but hey, it's up to them yeah on that note hey Al. hey joe how's it going man it feels, it, it's, it's, it's always good to be back here. yeah it always yeah. feels good to be at the table yeah i'm still waiting for my invite to go to the christmas market with you guys but whatever no with um, me not with you guys no with you it's we'll you guys alone joe me and you i wish man i wish Just on me wednesday. And you. i wish on wednesday alice says hey buddy be ready in 10 <laughs> be fantastic but um i digress let's Put not talk fancy about boots let's not talk about uh me being the lone wolf here <laughs> let's just um, jump right in yeah let's just jump this into this episode Last week, our episode, we did something about the Serie A. We did a preview, well, well rest of the season preview or review, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Winter actually. chat preview. Yeah, um, it didn't come out last week. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. It's all sorted out now. So you guys will actually get a double header. We yeah. get two epis. Two epis in one week, back to back. And like not Drake. epipens. Not no. epipens. No, not epipens. Yeah. No, we're two episodes here. this week. So it's a little bit, you know, hey, we're sorry about last week, but. You're getting blessed two days in a row, yes. so you're welcome. And hopefully by Thursday, you see a little sneak peek of uh, one of the things me and Al have been working on silently. Like, you know, like Lil Wayne, real G's mm. moving silence like lasagna. You got to um, put those post notifications on, man. You got to yeah, keep an eye out. You don't know what's going on here. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> we talked about Serie out last week, how it's shaping up. Mm-hmm. This week... We're gonna talk the big dogs about the bigger dogs over here. We're gonna talk about the Premier League, um, from eighth place to first place, first place for first place. Wow, Mike Tyson now. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <Christ, Mike. laughs> from eighth place to first place, it's only an eleven point difference. Now, okay, that sounds like a lot, but given how the season's going and how let's get real, the Prem loves a good story. That really doesn't mean jack oh, shit. Eleven points could be dropped just many, like that. How many points was Arsenal ahead last year? Yeah, like like it to me, that so, means nothing now with this much. Shit 11, play. That, that right there is it's just massive, and that's and that's why this this race this year has just been yeah, it's amazing. been like it's honestly know, been more entertaining. Tottenham was first, and then they they lose like three games, and now they're in like fifth. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and that's absolutely and like crazy. that's the thing that's crazy to me. Like it's just it. I feel like it's wide open. Um, so Except for Chelsea, probably. We don't talk about Chelsea. Now. We can't. I don't want to talk about them. I feel bad beating up a dead horse already. Um, so my question, Al, is out of that that top eight, you know, we could even extend it to top nine. I just feel like top eight is more realistic given yeah. consistency. Yeah. And West Ham. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I didn't want to say that part. 
but yes, West Ham. Um, given that top eight, mm-hmm. are there any outsiders like in, from sixth to eighth or whatever in general? Do you see them contending to uh, finish in a top four spot? Like Aston Villa being in third? Yeah, oh, it's good. Do you see that even happening? <laughs> like end of the year, do you think we'll see them in Champions League type of thing? I mean, I, I like Joe. There, it's 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 kind of like last year with Newcastle. You know, there was always that question: Are they going to finish top four? Are they going to finish top four? And they end up finishing top mm-hmm. four, making Champions League. You know, no one really knows. And I think Villa's kind of on that same level. Like they kind of they're bringing in talent. Like they're trying to build something there to be competitive in the Prem and. I mean, right now, for them to be in third place, and they've got some big wins under their belt, yeah, yeah. it's very impressive. Like I can, like, I know the second half of the season is completely different. You've seen in every league, it doesn't matter when. You know, Arsenal was more than 12 points up last year. Everyone's like, ah, everyone was talking like they won, yeah. whether you were an Arsenal fan or you weren't an Arsenal fan. And they ended up bottling it. That's just what <laughs> happened. So you don't, I don't know if, like, I think they'll be able to hold it, but anything could happen in the Prem. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's why it's, it's, the most exciting league yeah. in the world because you look like this yeah. 11 points splits eighth place to first place like that's absolutely insane yeah so, like you, anything can happen even more specific from fifth place to first place <laughs> it's only seven points yeah. that's literally two games well three games in total two losses and a drop that's what i mean you know so like for me i'm not gonna lie to you i don't see aston villa continuing this i do f- see them finishing in a european oh, spot yeah. like a europa league conference league, whatever league. Um, but I just don't see them holding on to that top four spot. I yeah. think it's going to be a lot tougher. Makes a comeback. Yeah, to be with the competition with that there is, especially mm-hmm. right now, it's going to be a lot tougher for them to hold on. But I mean, we've seen crazier things happen in our lifetime. We saw Leicester City win the <laughs> the Prem. So I mean, true, that's already like it's true. Who the fuck sees that shit? King Granieri, baby. I mean, Aston Villa being in the top like four is not the craziest thing, man. Yeah, it's not. They did replace very well. They did strengthen their squad. And, and like it goes back to that topic when I was talking about uh, Newcastle. No. About how they didn't get proper depth, this, that, and whatever. And you're seeing You look that. at Aston Villa. Like Aston Villa, I honestly will look at you, given for what they're competing for, I think they replaced very well. Mm-hmm. And they actually have decent enough depth. You know what I mean? Like if Bailey or Diaby can't play, you have Zaniolo. You have like a Swiss Army knife that could play anywhere across that, yeah. you know? So I like that's where I think Aston Villa has that upper hand oh, yeah, yeah. against maybe other teams. Um, but I, mean, I just like think overall quality mm-hmm. will come into play at a certain point. Yeah, you know, that, like, that, that's saying like they would have more, you know, depth or more set up, let's just say, than Newcastle. You're seeing them get exposed now because yeah. all like a lot of their main players are getting injured, and then the guys coming in aren't good enough mm-hmm. to replace him and can't keep him on that level. And that's the thing. They don't have the Brighton, depth to be competing on three Brighton, points. I think, is kind of on that same page as them. But then that, that, the only thing that's kind of pushed me away from, you know, Ivella even staying in that top spot because you got teams like United who were, I mean, I, I know they're not still the best right now. There's a lot of things they got to figure out. Mm-hmm. But they've really made a jump up the table. Yeah. You know, coming up now, they're almost in a top five spot and they're not far from it. Tottenham has been kind of going the other direction. You know, they were first place on this high horse, and now they're kind of being brought back to earth and kind of saying, yeah, hey, settle down yeah. like you're taught in half. I think, it's a matter, I think it's a matter of, like, for Spurs and United, I feel like it's a matter of consistency. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, this once, is the second if, half of this season. If they could find some sort of consistency, not even I'm saying, like, consistency, oh, yeah, you're winning every single game. No. You know, I'm saying out of 10 games, you're winning seven of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you might drop points to shittier teams here and there, but yeah. I'm saying, like, that consistent overall consistency, if – Either of those guys could find it, 
I think they'll be in the top four mm-hmm. rather than Aston Villa. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. don't see Aston Villa for, for me between, in that conversation. Yeah. Between those two, like Tottenham and, and United, to get in, like, that top three, top four spot, I feel like the thing that is their biggest weakness and, and will keep holding them back is not even, like, you know, the big teams. Okay, yeah, they're going to lose some games against the big teams, but they're getting some results against some of the bigger teams. It's when they face these these you know, lower-end teams, these mid-table teams that they're mm. dropping points to, yeah. where they should be getting all three points and they're walking away with zero or one. Yeah. That's what kills you, no matter what. I've always said it, even in, in the Italian league, in any league, it's those those small teams that you're always like, yeah, yeah, no, okay, we got this one. Like, th- this is a for sure win. And then yeah. you end up going to lose that game or you drop even try that game. Yeah. Like, those, those, are the ones that, those are the ones that kill you, man. Yeah. You lose a game, like, you lose a game against Inter, it sucks because the rivalry, but you're like, you know what, like, okay, fuck, like, they're one of the best teams right now, like, what are you going to do? Like, you know what, at least we're also a good team. Mm. When last year, we dropped points both games against Monza, yeah, okay, we weren't going to win the league with those, but that kills you, that six, hurts you. Six points still, rather than getting what, you guys lost both games, right? Or did you lost, I, think, I think we drew one and we lost one. Yeah, but that's what I mean, that's six points you lost and you got one right point there. out of Plus, six. Plus, I think we, know, drew, like, we dropped points against Lecce, uh, Salinitan, it was all these, these smaller teams that you you bet what I'm not saying they're easy games to win, especially playing away there at some of these places. Yeah. It's tough. It gets even tougher because you see those teams like for me the biggest fear, and I've always said this is once you reach like that three quarter of the way season, like yeah. that that check mark, yeah, yeah. checkpoint, sorry, not check mark. Check mark. That checkpoint, you start to see those teams that are battling relegation mm-hmm. compete against those top four yeah. guys. You know what I mean? So you'll see like in for England, you'll see Aston Villa they could get screwed over by the likes of Luton Town, by the likes of Nottingham Forest, you know, because they're competing to stay alive. Yeah. Whereas, like, Aston Villa has, like, a guarantee, like, oh, we're good already, we locked it in, we just want Europe. Mm. You know, like, the desire, it's like a fight or flight kind of thing, right? And the desire of not getting relegated, as opposed to, like, whatever, that always overpowers anything else. Like, again, last year, was it Salernitana? Their last seven games, they only tied once. Yeah. And that pushed them up to stay space, alive. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's shit like that. And, again, it's the Premier League. There's way more stories. There's way more poetry going oh, on. Yeah. It's, oh, they yeah. love their last minute goals. Look at fucking they Liverpool. The yeah, you they know what I mean? Like, shit. that's what sells them the most. Because anybody could win yeah. and, like, whatever. And it makes them interesting. It makes people – you get more viewers like that. You know, you have all these dramatics. Yeah. And yeah. The game, like, like, holy shit. Like, now they're adding 11 minutes to each yeah. game. Anybody can beat <laughs> anybody type shit. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it is lovely to watch. That's mm-hmm. why, like – if you're ever trying to figure out what to do on a Saturday or Sunday in the morning for till like four o'clock, buddy, put on the Premier League, put on Serie A, like only once the season's yeah. almost done. That's when you'll see some yeah. like. But dude, sometimes like I'll, I'll, dude, I'll put on like a, a, a Prem game and like I'll sit on my couch or whatever. Like I like like if it's not Juve, I'll watch. You know, I, I like watching the game, going on my phone, you know, text the group chat, mm-hmm. go on you know Instagram, Twitter, and just kind of like and then look up at the, like every so often look up at the game and kind of like do that. Every time I watch like a prem game, I'm always like, I feel like I'm trying to pay attention to the thing because something's happening. Because I hear the commentators like talking, and then I'm looking back at my phone, and then two seconds later something's happening. So I'm looking back. Like said, yeah, it's like, you know, a team presses for five minutes, and then it's like all play in the midfield. They they try to pass, 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 pass. They try to attack. The other team gets the ball. Pass, pass, pass in the midfield. They lose the ball. It's just like there's always like majority of that game, like the first half, five first ten minutes, all attacking. You're like, okay, this fucking this could be a good game. Then it's just stalemate everyone's just passing everyone's kind of just sitting back i can i can go on my phone and just literally i'll go on tiktok and i i I won't even like i'll usually stop when like something happens and i go look at the screen now i'm I'm not even hearing i'm like holy shit i look at it 
I hear the, the halftime whistle. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I'm like, what? Yeah, what dude, literally, like, that's what happened. Anything happened this game? This weekend against Roma, uh, Roma against Fiorentina, I like had the day off watching the game, and I thought I'm gonna watch this whole game, start to finish. Finally, I get to sit down and watch a Roma game. I watch Roma score within the first ten minutes. I think it was the seventh minute yeah, we scored, like something like that. Minutes. And then I fell asleep and didn't wake up till I want to say sixtieth to seventieth minute. Then I saw Fiorentina score. Then I saw a red card. Then I saw another red card. Fell back asleep, and the game ended like that. <laughs> you know, like it, that's how it is for like a, a Serie A. As opposed yeah. to Prem, it's more end to end. You yeah. know, like we we only watch it because we're fans. We have we yeah, follow teams in that league, and like we have been for we were kids. Yeah, we were born into it. We didn't choose this life. This life chose us. You chose it. I definitely. I chose a life of sadness. I was born into this. I I know they're. I'm not complaining, (laughs) but I mean, dude, you compare it to the fucking Prem, it's insane. And it doesn't matter who you're watching. It doesn't matter you if, dude, if if I look at at like Serie A game, I'm like, hey, who's playing right now? And it's like Salernitana versus Lecce. I wouldn't even care to watch. Yeah. But dude, you go watch like Luton Town versus Nottingham Forest or Burnley, dude. It's like. End to end, like, Brains, holding, and the whole game fucking is fucking Brains, entertaining. Dude. You're like, oh, my God, I'm actually, like, fucking invested in this. Sometimes right the quality sucks. It's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, it's but, chase, but I'm saying, it's, but, it, but it's still, it, it just, yeah. it's just that, that's just their style of play. More of a physical game. More yeah. athleticism. You'll, oh, yeah. You'll, you'll oh, see. yeah. Everybody's um, fucking fast as fuck. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of relegated side or teams in relegation, <laughs> uh, we saw earlier this year that Everton faced a points deduction. Um, I did say that finally this is the year Jordan Pickford and his T-Rex arms get to go down to the championship. But somehow they actually battled. They're officially out of the relegation zone. And honestly, they were doing well before the points deduction. Yeah. So I was completely wrong. Sorry. Um, they find themselves now four points safe of relegation. Mm-hmm. Um, so besides <laughs> Burnley mm-hmm. and whatever – what other sides do you see this year potentially getting relegated? Or do you see any specific sides coming out of this whole relegation? So like right now in relegation, you got Luton, Burnley, Sheffield mm-hmm. on the cusp of relegation. Yeah, Everton. You got Nottingham. Everton, Nottingham, Crystal Palace, yeah, maybe. Like I say, Bournemouth, Wolves, you could maybe argue, but at the same time, I, I don't think 19. so. They're at the 19 mark. I feel like there's a safe yeah, point. Even like, yeah, Crystal Palace even kind of pushing it, but I would even still include them. Yeah. Um, Just because Eze is injured and that guy's a fucking man, like Looking at it now and like seeing the teams that it is, like I know, you know, like like Luton Town might end up just somehow squeezing through and then Nottingham Forest I'm ends hoping. up going down. I'm hoping that's what happens. But like I genuinely like my gut and just looking at it, I think it's going to stay the same. Like, yeah. I think Everton will stay out and will be safe. And they're going to stay in the league, which, I mean, honestly, great for them because I've been through it last year. Losing points, you know, during a season and then trying to figure it out. We didn't get hit that bad. Yeah. But, you know, losing points and then trying to recover and trying to get that mentality. It's hard, especially to get your team together and get the players to have, you know, that push, that drive to want to do it, especially being in relegation at that point. It's tough. So, I mean, I I give it to them. Like, I'm happy. I hope they stay up. (laughs) And I and genuinely I don't think I like they would go like they go down unless they go on a super super bad form but like or like a run of form but I can't really say like but I, even I, I see them especially like, I see that like them taking that whole like thing that happened to them as like inspiration for them to like make it a push obviously not they're not gonna get the top ten or yeah, sorry yeah. top I mean yeah top ten will be kind of tough for them but yeah, maybe they crack top ten 
it's just top five. Like, no, when no you look at their five. record, like it's they have more wins than all the way up to the tenth spot. Yeah. Everton. Yeah. But yet they are in seventeenth place. Yeah. I mean, you they, know, like it shows that they, they were, started off so bad. You know, but that they started off rough. They kind of figured it out. You know, we're doing well, and then you know they got screwed over with that whole penalty and the points deduction, so they got dropped down. And now they're kind of picking up. Like that's why you're 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 seeing this now. And the only reason they're there, obviously, is because the, the, the lost points. Like that's yeah. they they are they, they would have been probably in a, a lot better position. Which to me, like I like my hat goes off to them that they were able to battle it out. But I, for me, I just feel like if you're like if you're doing something mid season like this, like point deduction type of thing, I, I feel like it shouldn't be happening mid season. No, you know what I mean. I feel like you should start the season mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like. My hat goes off to them for actually t- like puffing out their chest and doing that, but for me it's just stupid now. Yeah. Because like so, like so look stupid. like look they have a better record than all the teams up until the tenth spot. What if hypothetically speaking they were good enough? You know they're playing their best football. Sean Dyche is just saying hold my dick yeah. like, and they actually could have finished maybe I doubt it, but maybe like in a top four spot. You go from battling for a top four all the way down to and relegation really mid-season. Stay, staying in the, in the you know, league. like, that's not fair. Started off at the beginning of the yeah, season, so you know what you're dealing with. Like, said that since last year. It's just when, stupid. When we went through it. Like, I, them, them doing an investigation, you know, in the middle of the season or as soon as this, after the season, the first game is played. No problem. You can investigate. Do whatever you got to do. Make sure you find out the proper penalty because, again, if let's say for Juve, they said, okay, something's happening here. We're going to figure it out. They are going to get penalized. Yeah. If they waited until the end of the season and then did it for the start of this season, they wouldn't look have looked so stupid taking points, then giving back points, then taking away less points. That made them look so stupid yeah. and just incompetent, like with that whole situation. I agree. No, I agree. Them just waiting until the end, saying, okay, you know what? Going back and forth, this is what we've come to. This is where we're agree on. Next season, Juve starts, 10 points. Or Everton, you know, we found all this, so this many breaches. You guys are going to – you guys, uh, we've – you know, we thought negative 10 points is, is a right punishment. Next season, you're starting minus 10 points. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I don't get why you do it in the middle. Like, it just, it's it's so stupid. And it's just honestly like the, like just the league being fucking cocksuckers because you know what that's going to know. But it's, it's true. What do you, you know that that's going to fuck up a team's mentality and that's not going to help them out. I didn't know it was just the word cocksucker. <laughs> no, but, but Joe, it's, it's, you do that to a team, it's going to fuck them up. And no matter, they're on the, they're on, they're on the best run of their lives. It's gonna mess them up. Yeah. No, I, I be able to. It's a, it's a mental like, game. It's it's all a mental game, and, and the league just doing that thing just shows that they don't care about like, yeah. about the players or the teams. And that is all I have to say. <laughs> Dude, regarding more, actually, no, no, I was good. I thought you had more there. You looked um, at me like you 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 wanted was, to say something. I, no, I was waiting for you to say more because like. Look at me like you like you wanted to like kiss me or something. I did want to kiss you. Christmas market. <laughs> <But> anyways, um. <laughs> There's no mistletoe here. And you, we should put a mistletoe. No, no, no. Yeah, no it's super weird. <laughs> so we got a kiss. <laughs> anyway, speaking of kissing each other, Liverpool is on top of the table, uh, which kind of comes by surprise, I guess, given like how everything started with Spurs, then City, Arsenal, maybe finally doing something again, whatever. But like, not really. It's Liverpool, right? Um, people are often talking about like the importance of Holland for City. Rodri, son for Spurs, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And we kind of neglect Mr. Mohamed Salah, who is a Roma legend. I have to squeeze that in there. That's I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you that one. He has actually contributed to half of Liverpool's <laughs> goals, which is kind of an absurd stat to me. Like out of 39 goals, he's had 18 goals and assists. Like yeah. goes to show his importance. Um, But we're not going to talk about him because then I feel like I'll have a bit of a bias because 
Roma legend again. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Al, given the remainder of the season and everything like that, and the given positions of the club, stuff like that, again, um, which players do you think are absolutely vital for their team's success or like reaching their goals? Like Chelsea. Liverpool? Not, not Liverpool. Oh, I'm okay, saying like, okay, any, I was going to give you an example. Any, like Chelsea, you know, like hypothetically, let's say their goal was a top four finish. Yeah, yeah. Who are or is their key player to push them up to that level? Wolves for staying alive, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I mean, okay, <laughs> since you already brought up Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea, um, I feel like it's the most obvious one we have to talk, talk I about. I mean, Sorry, there's obviously, like, a, like you look at Chelsea, and I know you you said it before, and, like, I've, I've agreed with you. They don't have a bad team. No. You know, they got a good group of guys. They got really good potential. What they need is they need patience, and they need their, like, their experienced guys. They're guys like Sterling. He has been stepping up. But they need him to be, you know, consistent, consistently stepping up for them <laughs> and being that leader on the field. Yeah. They need a guy like Nicholas Jackson, who, yeah, okay, he scored, what, what was it, the, the, the hat trick that day and he sued and he was going nuts. <laughs> and to be fair, like, they, they were they were down a man, like, it was... Fun you know, fact, actually, he has their most goals, which is kind of crazy to me, but it's also... They were playing, like, an offside trap for some reason still when they were down and they were losing yeah, guy. Was, I don't uh, know. It made no sense. Sure, whatever. Spurs. That was you Spurs know, doing Spurs. It was... It was a it was a weird and people you know make fun of that that hat trick because it was you know it wasn't really like it whatever it wasn't an ideal hat trick but what that should have done I, I hoped it would have done for him was kind of give him that confidence to say like okay you know what like you know I now I got a, a feel for these goals I want to get more yeah. and like you know I want to keep going and I feel like that really hasn't happened like I thought it should have so he need like I feel like he just needs to kind of find his feet and I know he's still young and it's a lot to ask for him but just to kind of find a little bit of that consistency yeah. to try to like just be like that, even that being involved more, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Even if that's their outlet. exactly yeah even if he's not like you know and uh he's not scoring a goal every game you know if his hold up play and his you know laying off his crease the chances he's creating if, if that's still good hey by all means i don't i don't give a fuck man you yeah. can score six yeah, goals yeah. the rest of the season yeah but if you were a big part of that team and and just the way you like your your, your play in general help the team out make them better by all means, man, I'll, yeah. I'll take that no problem in my striker. Yeah. Then you got a guy like Gallagher, who actually surprised the guy. I mean, our role, our friend. Didn't surprise me. Didn't want anything to do with him didn't last year. Didn't surprise me, baby. This year, he's probably been one of their best midfielders. He's been their standout to me. Like, I, I know. To be honest. Like, Enzo is, Enzo is Enzo. Enzo's phenomenal. You know, I, I do think, like, he's, he, you're not seeing the full Enzo and, like, the Enzo we saw in the World Cup. Yeah. That's obviously going to change, too, based on, like, team performances and once kind of the team starts kind of finding the rhythm but you have Gallagher you have Fernandez like you kind of got something good in the midfield mm. Caicedo I'm still not sold on I'm sorry yeah I think they can like I I think you know he might he might turn out to be good hey again that's another thing that I'm wrong about to be honest for but me, I I think he's he's like I, I watch him play and I'm just like what are you good at yeah like I I, I don't like he doesn't I don't know, man. Especially for Chelsea like in their midfield, I feel like like he's he's not that guy. Like he's you know he might be good like he was you know for Brighton. He might be good for maybe even like a Tottenham. But for Chelsea, like I feel like they need a like not even just a bigger name, just somebody that will just fit their a culture, no fit their yeah exactly, like just fit their team better. And you'll see how much better that midfield is. I because you know he can still turn around and you know become an animal, but. For me, like that's kind of like a, a weak part of. See, that. for for me, I'll I'll sorry to interrupt. You. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I was gonna say for me, like I was actually, I was saying about this the other day, 
it's a little off topic, but it still ties in. It was I was thinking about Declan Rice, James Madison, and Caicedo. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, which of the three players was actually like the the transfer of the summer? Let's just say. Like mm-hmm. obviously, like there's better transfers, but I'm saying like transfer of the summer. And what kind of screws over like Caicedo and Declan Rice for being that is simply the price tag they came with. Yeah, Declan Rice is doing great, yeah. but it's that price tag. Does it justify a hundred like, mil? The, like, way he, the way he's been playing, I like. I, like no, no. He's probably one of the only players, other than Bellingham, that's actually like somewhat yeah. justifying his but, price. But then you also see like James Madison. You look at that. Yeah, what yeah, he yeah. No, was doing before his injury. It's like holy fuck, that yeah. that's a bargain. So like, my opinion with Caicedo is, I feel like if he didn't come in for the sum he came in for, mm. this would be a good season so far for him. It's the fact that he yeah, came on the that, brink of price tag, spending. What three players of that midfield costed them two hundred and seventy mil roughly? That's what makes you think like, oh, Caicedo's not doing well. Mm. This guy's not doing well. You know what I mean? Like that's where it kind of like gets a little wishy washy. Mm. And you want them to justify their price tag. For me, I would say the the player, the key player for uh, Chelsea is, I think it's Cole Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Like Sterling, I I agree with yeah. you. They're not no, saying that, you're wrong those, or whatever. I would, I actually that, agree that, with that's that. That's why I was saving. I was saving for last was Cole. Palmer. For me, I'd say Cole Palmer is probably one of those guys because, like, honestly, he flew under the radar. Oh yeah. He Big barely time. featured for a city. Like he was kind of like a, I, I guess you could say no name named player. Like because yeah, because look, look look how much talent and like the names that they have on yeah, city. Yeah, like, exactly. Like that you're not gonna hear a lot of him or see a lot of him. But him, like he's been like a, he's kind of like an unorthodox right mid yeah. because he's not the fastest, but like. His creativity is amazing. Yeah. He has an eye for goal. Yeah, like good, he, man. like the way he went cross body on Onana. Okay, yes, Onana should have maybe saved it because mm-hmm. it was moving quite slow. Well, but to still. still have the technique to get it off and get it on target, like it was a clean yeah. little finish, you know. Like for and like for me, I think Cole Palmer, as long as he maintains that, him and Sterling are a very good duo. They just need, like you said, Nico Jackson to mm-hmm. be better with his output, yeah. whether it's holding the ball up whether it's scoring goals, he just needs to be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I think you could see Chelsea maybe challenge for like a top four, yeah. top five, top six, uh, European. Um, and what other team? Sorry. Or wait, did you have more on Chelsea? Or? No, the, the only thing I was going to add was Palmer, which you ended up adding at the end. <laughs> for me, like that guy came in, you know, he's a young player. You know, he's coming into this team. He's already sh- breaking out and showing what he can do and like what he can offer. That's a guy like, you you make him like your main piece. You know, yeah. right now Chelsea's kind of like trying to f- find their way and, and figure out who they are. That's a guy like you you make him as your main piece. He's the guy you build around, and he's like that that you're he's the the, the player that the, the team you know plays for who they who they you know look for and who they look up to because he's gonna be the kind of like leading leading the way with this yeah, team. Yeah. Like I feel I genuinely feel like, the, like he can do that, and I feel like they just can't fuck up and you know get rid of him or just bring in somebody else in the same position and then he doesn't play yeah, as yeah, much like yeah. this kid's good man look what he's doing use him abuse him keep him in there oh kid and then the word abuse you can't say that dude but he's not he's, he's above 18 so you can do whatever you want to him you can you can abuse him all you want baby <laughs> yeah no for sure anyways <laughs> uh, let's talk about another team now <laughs> why you don't want to talk about cole palmer anymore i don't want to talk about abuse <laughs> Jones, Jones is looking around. <laughs> ah, we're getting canceled. This is it, guys. 
Thank you for tuning in to Ultra Celebrity. Abused in soccer, man. You don't got to be so Kidding. sick about it. Why are you Jesus turning all red and getting nervous? Ah, I'll smoke the Jaber. That's why he's actually turning red. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, anyways, uh, before we got a little weird on that. Joe's amazing weird down here. Um, Al, is there <laughs> another player that you think is key for a team? Or is like, you can talk about anybody, man. Anybody. Well, I mean, obviously... Tonali in Newcastle, <laughs> massive, but the guy bets he too can't much. Play. Bets too much, and he can't play. I bet he's not gonna be playing for a while. Yeah, that Let's guy's done. Say. That guy's done. But yeah, he was. He's, he's a guy that I think. If he was there, I think Newcastle past. season would have been oh, a little yeah. bit different. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, to you. not because he's Italian. No, 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 no. His ability is. You saw it when he came in already to the team. Like it's a whole new country yeah, he's playing, and he's never played in England. It's a whole new team, and for him to you know kind of pick it up, you saw some errors, obviously. That's normal in a player like that transferred to a new team, new new uh, country. But he fucking fit in well, man. And he made—I'm sorry—he made that team better. Yeah, he, he did. Made that no, midfield he did. Better. That he made, midfield everything kind of so everything well. flowed. The, the the ball play to the, the to the strikers, everything just everything was nice. He's when he once he comes back, as long as he's fucking not stupid and and yeah. He, but could he come back this season? Yeah, I think he's back this season. No. Oh, he's back. He's back for next season. I think he's back for the Euro yeah, Cup. Yeah, so essentially, he can play in the Euro Cup technically. Yeah, yeah, I know. Once he comes back, I think, like, going forward with Newcastle, like, whatever, it's one year. Like, now they're just first year back in Champions League. They're just kind of figuring themselves out. Once he comes back, I think he's going to be, you know, the next couple of years, as long as he stays there, he's going to be big for them. Yeah. For United? Huh. <laughs> where, where do you start, Luke? Where do I start? Oh, but yes. I genuinely yeah, think right. for them, they got a great striker on their hands. Who? Who? Hoyland. I, I genuinely the think... The man who hasn't scored a goal. I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I genuinely think, though, he's good. You can't judge a yeah, player on the first you, season. I do agree, I do agree. You can't look at Vinny. Vinny, when he first went to, United, uh, to, to Real Madrid... Benzema said he was like playing against us. Yeah. That's what, yeah, yeah he was literally saying he was playing against us. He's like, yeah, like, he, doesn't want, he doesn't want us to win. Like, this, this guy stinks. And, like, he, he did. But now you look at him, and he's... You know, one of the best attackers right now, probably in the world. Overrated. People, I mean, push hype a little bit, but I mean, Joe, he, at the end of the day, like, he's fucking phenomenal. Overrated. No. He's playing with Real Madrid, and he's doing phenomenal. So, I mean, pretty fairly rated out. He's playing on Roma, and he's getting hype, and then maybe overrated, because, like, you score a goal at Roma, you get over, you're overrated. Yeah, because we don't score. But anyways. Yeah. Going back to Hoyland. Yeah, Hoyland, Rasmus. I think he needs some time. You know, they they don't they still don't know if, if Ten Hag's, you know, gonna be the coach long term, if he's gonna be <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna get to our boy next, Joe. Don't worry. Don't worry, I'm easing into him, man. The future striker next to Hoyland. Um no no, I yeah. Hoyland I I feel like you know, once he kinda of finds his feet, I feel like he's gonna be kind of that striker that United have been waiting for and have been missing for a very long time that yeah. they've been trying to find this proper guy and it is they always sign the wrong guys I, I genuinely think he can be that guy and he can really fit in well there for that team yeah uh the next guy i think like we're like you showed me before and probably probably gonna be playing striker oh, next to Hoyland. let's get real let's, actually, let's be real let's actually be real McTominay, with scott mcsauce over here scott mcsauce has been doing amazing he's here. been doing good but i don't think he's the key in any i think way. I, I think he could be a key nah. Uh, I, I think better than okay. United. <laughs> okay, my thing is this: he's a stopgap. <laughs> he's doing well. 
to replace Casemiro who's out injured or whatever. I just I actually don't even think Casemiro's injured. I just think he doesn't want to fight. I anymore. think he's playing. I think he's playing. They're playing uh, McSauce wrong. Playing him as defensive. It's mid. actually kind of funny because I'm pretty sure for Scotland, McTominay plays attacking mid. I'm not trying to be funny either. I'm, I'm pretty sure he does. But no, no. But even even last it's week, like, it's like it's like Joe. They were saying. It, 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 I saw a video before he got called up to the first team when he was with the academy. He was a striker with the academy. It makes sense, man. He does have a decent eye for goal. That's what, like, dude, his finishing ability and like you saw that game, the game that we saw, and then like what a couple weeks before he came on, he scored two goals. Man, that was very funny that day. Like, it's very, very funny. Dude, like, like I'm, I'm sorry. I, I get it. Like, but you can't. Well, it's even like, like, even like Gatti, for example. Oh, like, always fucking no, back to he's Juve. A, no, because he's another guy. I, I just saw re- literally after he scored on the, on Friday, his dad was saying he used to play striker. Then uh, someone got hurt of the team. They dropped him back to midfield. Something got, someone got hurt defense. He had to play defense one game. The coach liked him, ended up keeping him there. And now the guy's center back. But you see, mean? but you see them when they attack the ball, even with, with Mick Saucy over here. You see him, he's not just attacking, just going, and just throwing his body at it and not knowing where to well, go. Look like, at, they have proper finishing. Look they don't want to be in those positions. Mourinho's secret weapon when he was on uh, thing on United. And everybody made fun of him for it. But that guy, I think he, in one season, I'm, I don't quote me, I don't know the exact Marwan number. Palaine? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, with, with United, literally, Mourinho said, that's my, that's my striker. Yeah. He would throw him up top. Why? Because he was such a physically dominant player. He knew how to use his body well. Mm-hmm. Everton played him as an attacking mid. He has a zero ball ability. <laughs> but he sucked. But that guy scored. But he could and it's like, it's like ball, McTominay. Man. McTominay knows how to use his body. He knows where to be. He has that instinct. Is it the best? Is it the fanciest? No. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I, I see where you're coming from. I just don't think McTominay is that guy. You know, like, I, I don't think he'll ever be that guy to me. Who is a United man? I don't think it's overhyped Garnacho over there. That got the yeah, more goals I'm, than I'm him. I'm sorry, Garnacho is. I hope I'm wrong, but I think he's going to be such an overrated I player, so and too, I don't man. think he will live up to. I don't what, think so. like okay, Argentinian player, whatever. But it, it kind of says something that he worships Ronaldo and not Messi, mm-hmm. and he's Argentinian. <laughs> Every Argentinian worships Messi, Maradona, like those guys. Not him. Not him. He ro- fucking worships Ronaldo. Weird flex. Um, but yeah, no, I do agree with you with Hoyland. I think once he finds his feet, that'll be crucial. Very, very crucial yeah. for United. He, he, the work ethic's there. The work ethic's there. He's putting in a good shift. He's trying to get in behind the line. He's trying to do his work. It's just he's missing that final mm-hmm. touch right now. And I don't know if United knew that when they were getting him from Atalanta. Mm-hmm. But... It's even with Atalanta, he wasn't prolific. No, no, no. He didn't score. I think he had what seven goals or something like yeah, that. Yeah, wasn't anything like he's like he's, he's more of that. He's got a lot to, to learn and yeah, a lot to step up. But I mean, I, I generally, I think he he has that potential and you know can become a guy, can become that guy, especially mm. for United. I think he just has to find his shooting boots, and once yeah. that happens, I think he'll be a dangerous way. player. Um, is there any other key players to look out for? Um, you know, like not really that come to mind that I really care to to talk about obviously i mean you know holland for city he's got to wake the fuck yeah, up yeah, just but I, I also again. feel like that's you know not having de bruyne there who was massive for a majority of his goals last year yeah. and put him in those positions to score those goals not having him there is really showing you know he's he's missing that so yeah i mean like other than that i like with with the other teams there like i mean like you said you said before you know you got sun really sun and, and madison's really stepping up for tottenham you know they keep doing that they're going to be the key for that team. 
James Ward Prowse yeah. for West Ham because it's crazy. Yeah, I know, but like, I mean, it's, it's West Ham. The guy's gonna score a crazy goal one game and then the next game lose four one against some mid table team. Yeah, then they, they lost the next game like four nothing, five nothing, whatever yeah. it was. All right, so I mean, it, it's it's irrelevant. On that note, we will switch topics over here. We will talk about. Stop smoking the table. What table are you, dude? It's Jeez. cheesing me hard, bro. Um, we will talk about the downfall of nations. Now, this isn't some sort of World War Two. I was gonna say, are we getting World, World, World War shit thing we're World talking about over right here. Now? What I am actually going to be talking about, or what we are going to be talking about, is nations that are basically like countries, not nations, I'm not nations, whatever, whatever. Either one, man. That are basically in a dark period, skill wise or team wise. So, like Italy, for example. Everybody says they're in a dark period. They don't have enough youngsters coming up. They don't have like this. They don't have, they don't have enough youngsters <laughs> coming up. They don't have enough anything coming up. Um, so. We started thinking about what other nations are kind of along that category that are having like a negative traje- trajectory or we could see having a negative trajectory. Mm-hmm. Not that they're already in that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. don't want to get people confused when we maybe list the team and they say, oh, what the fuck? They're doing good still. No, no. they could maybe go downhill yeah. based off of the way, the way they're going. Um, one of the teams that comes right to my mind right away for me is Brazil. Um, they sit sixth in the World Cup qualification. They're behind Ecuador. I don't know what just happened to my phone there, but whatever. Um, yeah, sorry. They're sitting behind Ecuador. And keep in mind, Ecuador started with minus three points. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I don't know the scandal, whatever they were bribing, what they were doing, drug lords, this, that. Cool. I don't know. But they were negative three points, and now Brazil now is them. behind them. Um... What's, what other specific teams do you think of that are in a dark age or entering this said dark age? Um, other than Brazil, two that probably come to my mind the quickest is one being Germany. And I know that's not really like a new thing. They have been definitely going through the dark, dark ages and dark times with that team. Um, I just feel like they're at that weird stage where, you know, they still got some of their experienced, you know, older veterans, you know, they want to still call up to the team to bring that experience and have the youth. But I just feel like there's this weird in between that they're missing mm-hmm. and they just can't get it to click because, you know, you keep seeing, you know, they're making the competitions, but you, you see them when you're watching the Euro cup or the world cup and they're not Germany. Like they used yeah. to fear yeah. they used to look at it and you're like, Holy fuck, we got to play Germany next. Like, now it's like holy fuck, we're playing Germany. Yeah. Like oh, we've got a pretty pretty good chance to win this game. Like they're not they're not that big threat anymore. Yeah. And I, and you know you look at even like their youth that are coming up now. Like there's not like who's really you do look at that you're like holy fuck like this guy like look at this guy coming up like holy like yo they're gonna be a they don't got they don't have anybody like who you would have Sane, Musiala other than Musiala but like one guy's not gonna do it all. Yeah no I yeah no I agree. I agree. Like you can't you're not you're not especially like in in a in a World Cup or a Euro Cup. You're not gonna be able to do it with yeah. just one guy. He's probably gonna do a lot of it because the guy's phenomenal the way he fucking moves. But you need more yeah. than that, man. Yeah. You're not gonna be just doing it with that. Yeah. So that's one of the teams I would say that probably for me is like they're already in the dark dark ages and they're probably gonna be there for a while until they figure stuff out. Um, another one which I wouldn't say 
are in it or maybe that close to it, but I can definitely see within the next, you know, three, four years starting to happen is Argentina. You know, now they're at, you know, they're high. They're at like, they're the best team in the world. They have, you know, okay, Messi, he's probably Messi's the, Messi's the oldest one other than him. Who's that? Otamendi. Yeah. I think Otamendi probably might be older than him. Okay. Whatever. But you have like, you you have a couple guys that are, you know, probably going to play one more competition and then call it quits. Cause like they're at that age. Mm. Then the rest of the guys are at that kind of like, you know, lower thirties, you know, they'll still play a couple of competitions, but they're not really like the, the main firepower for the team or like yeah. the main guys for the team, like the big threats. Yeah. And then you got, you know, your youngsters, which they got a lot of promising talent. They got a lot of, you know, a good core, but I just think that, you know, you look in a lot of those positions that, once that guy leaves, like obviously Messi, for example, it's going to be tough to fill a guy's shoes like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, in their in their defense, like I know you know Acuna. Nobody likes him, but the guy does his, the guy does his job and shuts you down and makes your life diff makes makes that right winger's life difficult for that game. But you know, once he leaves, like the like him, Otamendi, I I, I like they're back on. I don't really see it. You know, getting I see it getting a lot worse. Even their strike force. Okay, they got Martinez, but we've all seen seen Martinez choke in yeah, especially with big Argentina, competitions, yeah. especially with Argentina. Yeah. And you know, playing with a club and playing with especially a team like Argentina, where it has a lot of weight on wearing that jersey, different. it's Way different, different, man. Yeah. You saw Higuain score thirty seven goals and thirty six goals in a fucking Serie A season, and then he was m- missing fucking tappins at the World Cup. Yeah, like. Like it's just a different, it's different, different gravy. That's what it would play with a national team. And I think Argentina, once they kind of get past this high that they're on, like I mean, you Di Maria as well too. Almost yeah, forgot about him. Like, say. dude, he scored in both finals that Argentina won in the recent. Yeah, he's very close. like when you lose a guy like that. Yeah, okay, he's not. He, you know, now he's he's getting a lot of injuries. He's not as as consistent at, and being putting being able to play as much as he used to. But he's he's there in those big moments, and he comes up in those big moments. Yeah. So you know, losing him, losing Messi in the attack, like these are things that are like they're really gonna hurt them, I think. Yeah. And I, and it's 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 gonna be tough for them in that time because that's where they're gonna be, I think, panicking and try to figure it out quick and try to you know, okay, we know let's call this guy and think, okay, that's not working. Oh my god, like you know, we're we're almost not gonna make the the Copa America or we're not gonna qualify for the World Cup, and they're gonna have to try to figure stuff out, and that's where it's, I think they're gonna start panicking and. Personally, that's why that's what yeah. I think. I think that the Argentina, I you know people are gonna might well, especially Argentina, Germany, everyone will agree. I, if someone doesn't, you're probably German or you're stupid. Either <laughs> one of the two. Argentina, it's like a lot of people are probably gonna say I'm I'm wrong or I'm stupid or zero ball Argentina, knowledge. Argentina's a tough one. But it, it's right? I genuinely think, man, I look at it and I'm like I I you know and if I look at Argentina in four or five years. They're not going to be close to like the the level that this team's playing yeah. at right now. I won't harp on Argentina just yet. I will come back to that. I want to talk to you about Germany and Brazil because those are two yeah, teams yeah. that Germany more than Brazil, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just a, a topic. I want to ask you a yeah, question. Yeah. Um, Germany has gone through multiple coaches since your you love since their dominant era, yeah, their yeah. dominant coach. Um, now Brazil is kind of doing the exact same thing, and now apparently. I, I've re- read some stuff that they're not locked in with Ancelotti, but I've seen stuff that they are locked in. I don't know what to believe, but let's just say, hypothetical world, it is a done deal right now. Okay. So, Ancelotti to Brazil. Do you see this benefiting Brazil, given their lack of, like, for me at least, their lack of players? 
Because yeah. for me, I know this might sound like whatever. I think Brazil will always be deemed a, a top team, but I see this being a very dark period for them because I don't think they have the world beaters. They once did like after Ronaldinho in that class era of Ronaldo, whatever they had Neymar. And I won't lie to you as much as people might want to downplay Neymar. That man could have been one of, yeah. if not the best players in the world. If he never left Barca, if he never, left Barca, if he never got as injured <clears> as he did, <throat> Neymar was a joy to watch. And that was the closest thing to Ronaldinho you will ever see. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he had what, like the most assists in Brazilian national team I history. Like, and he didn't really have a long lifespan no. <laughs> with Brazil like those other guys did, right? So, um, yeah. Do you see them changing coaches benefiting them? Or do you think it's going to be... No, I generally... I, I do think they fight. need... No, no. Entire fight. I, I think they, they, need a, they need a freshen up. They need a new coach. And bringing a guy like Angelotti, who you know what he's going to bring to the table. You know the type of coach he is. Plus, he's worked with... You know, a couple of, of these players. Brazilians already, so he knows them. They know him. They know what you know what they what he's gonna expect of them, and they can kind of like talk to the team and not warn them, but let them know the type of coach that he is and what he expects from the players. Yeah. And you know, I'm on the same page with you with this Brazil because you know, yeah, in a lot of their positions, they got you know you got like a guy like Thiago Silva. He's I don't know I don't think he's retired yet I think he's still he's still playing yeah. but you know he's kind of moving his way out there but you got you know like Bremer who okay yeah he might not have the longevity of of Thiago Silva or or be as good as him but right now the guy's playing good and you know you kind of have that replacement where you're not going to take too much of a hit I don't think you're going to gain a little bit more speed you know a little bit more like you know maybe more physical than Thiago Silva is right now but he won't have you're not you're losing like the smarts and that experience in the defender. The biggest thing is there is, is Neymar for me. Neymar, because like you said, he's, you know, the close thing to Ronaldinho for Brazil, like probably like, I I, I don't want to say better than Ronaldinho, but you know, in an imaginary world, he didn't get injured and he stayed with Barca. Oh, buddy. You know, he probably would have been the closest thing that people would have, um, he would have gotten a ball on the door, hundred percent. But I'm saying he would have. Been, people would have looked at him being the closest thing to like Pele for Brazil. I yeah. think. I think he uh, would no, have I, done better I, yeah. than, than Ronaldinho. I, I think he I would have been like that next guy because you saw he had the skill. He was just you know very unlucky and the choices he made in his career didn't benefit yeah. him. They made they, they, they kind of like, fucked him still, over. Even still, like when you see Neymar's upbringing as opposed to like Ronaldinho, yeah. Ronaldinho had a fantastic supporting cast oh yeah he had ronaldo rivaldo roberto carlos emerson zabina uh lucio cafu Maicon, danny i was like the list goes on for him yeah. who did neymar have you know like like okay they obviously still had good players yeah but, like, but not yeah. to that standard you know what i mean and, there, like, there was that world cup where he was playing with what's that was that guy's name fred striker. fred fred was his striker Fred or R nine? What's, what's that's, what, that's what I mean. Like Neymar genuinely could have been, and they like still did pretty guy. good for that. For those like, yeah, you I mean, know? they got dicked by Germany in the semifinals. Yeah, but, but that was a different gravy, Germany, dude, man. That you was know, fucking... you put like you put two of like the like the old like Brazil players like R nine, or you put like an R nine in there and another player from that team, and I guarantee that game they won it all. They might even win that game. They, they might win even win it all. I, especially I would guarantee in it. Brazil, they probably would have yeah. won it all, but. You saw like the, the the they didn't have it. Neymar couldn't do it all. Yeah, he couldn't. I so, think. Sorry. No, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was 
pretty much we're just wrapping what up. What I was going to say was, I, I actually don't think. It's coming up. Yeah, I'm cutting you off because yeah. you said you're wrapping it up. So I'm going to say what I want to say, man. I actually don't think Ancelotti will have any success with Brazil. I think he will. My thing is because <laughs> some coaches don't realize there's a difference between international and club, first off. Second off, Brazil's style and – okay, I know Ancelotti, like what from what everyone says, is he's a very free-flowing coach. Mm-hmm. He basically tells the players, go out there and do what you do best type of thing. But I don't think that would work for Brazil simply because they would lack that discipline. Yeah. You know, like Vinny might have it, Rodrigo might have it, Eder Militao might have it. But I don't think, like, Brazil is the right step for Ancelotti. I personally don't think he, as much as I would have loved him on Italy, maybe this is me being sour and bitter because he's one of my favorite coaches of all time, and he's not coaching Roma or Italy. Um, But I just don't see him having that success because, realistically speaking, my theory is, like, okay, yeah, he's coached some of the best Brazilians right now that are playing. But what about everything else? Your team's not made up of three guys. Vinny doesn't have that big dick energy like Neymar had. No. Rodrigo definitely doesn't. No. Because Rodrigo, I don't even know if he's Brazilian. I think he's <laughs> Sri Lankan. Like, I, I don't know. Eder Militao, okay, yeah, he's a good center back. You have Marquinhos too. But to me, Marquinhos, like, he's not what people say he is. He's no. a little bit... He had a good he's season. Easy to beat. He really he's like, he's one of those, like, athletic center backs, yeah. like a Roger Ibanez, you yeah. know? Just athletic, you know, smart, whatever, but prone to errors. Yeah. Now, what are your wing backs? Who are you going to go with? You can't buy somebody. <laughs> yeah, you can't bring Furlan Mendy or Kamavinga there. Marcelo. Uh, bring Marcelo back. I, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, honestly. But, uh, hey, if anything, that, that free-flowing thing might – Work with Brazil, man. They they they, they might, pick up that joke of might, Bonito, man. Yeah, be playing it, it could, but I just do whatever you want. You little thing. samba outside there. You might, you know. I just don't even remote. see based off like their youngsters. You look at the players that are coming up: Endrick, Vitor Roque, Marcos Leonardo. All these guys are attackers, not creative players, not like creative attackers like a Neymar mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just through and through attackers. I imagine Neymar you know, had so like, these guys here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like Neymar would have made it work because you give him the ball, he'll bring the ball up the field and do what he has yeah. to do. But it's like, I, I don't know. I think Ancelotti, like appointing him, it's right person, wrong time. I think if they had something a little bit better, youngsters and whatever, Brazil, this would benefit them. Yeah. I don't think it benefits them at all, actually. Um, But yeah, so... We'll go back to the Argentina thing just because I feel like you have a lot to say with that and I might have to chime in with you and whatever. Um, so we'll clarify right now before we get attacked by the Argentinians because Argentina you guys are very is not tried. in a downfall right yes, now. Yes, They're not. We're not saying that. Yeah, but there's just a suspicion without God on their in their starting 11 that they're gonna take a little bit of a big blow. We're just trying to we're just trying to get ahead of the you know ahead of the curve and trying to you know, yeah. show that we have got some we got some ball knowledge over here. I don't have ball knowledge. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> for me my question for me my question makes no sense. The question no, I'm gonna ask leave. you out. Um, <laughs> what does life look after Messi after Lionel Messi? I know you mentioned youngsters whatever, mm. but that's obviously not the only thing you know like like it's. It's weird because even with Argentina right now, like you have that whole thing with Scaloni that's going on yeah. too, right? So it's like he doesn't even know if he wants to be the coach. And I understand why. I Like his clarity is beautiful actually. Saying he doesn't have the energy to fully put himself into mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Understandable. He's half faster. So like that's what like certain factors are contributing to that. Like what does life look after without Scaloni, without Messi? Like 
bring in Pochettino, and you bring in Matias Sule, and uh, there you go, buddy. There's your oh, there's your problem man, solved. Dude. You got the Messi regime coming in, and you got Poch coming the in. Messi what? Regime? Regen. Regen. I said it with a French accent. Regime. No, it's not like you're saying regime, like regime. Yeah, regime. Yeah, yeah regime, like yeah. Uh, the British regime. I'll put them both together. Regime, regime. <laughs> The region. What little French this episode, man? That's okay. Sue me. I played in should... France one year. Yeah, but you Two can't years. have French talking with Argentina. Anyways, anyway. Why not? Life after Messi. Because we beat them all the time. Life after. You're not Argentinian. Tell my mom that right now. Wallahi, tell my mom that right now. Now you're now you're Iraqi. No, Wallahi. No, I just. Anyway, the culture. Life after Messi, I'll take the lead on this one. I think what they have to do while he's still playing. After I answer my question, after I answer your question already. What'd you say? Matias Sule. <laughs> what? You don't want to hear my answers? Matias now they're not Sule. good enough for you? No, that's not good enough for me because he's a bum. He's yeah, average. Okay. He's playing well because he's not on it right now. He's a Juve player. That, guys... Al's only saying Sule because the only midfielder out the only from... midfielder with more goals than him is Bellingham. Bellingol. Bellingol. That is a perk, Chris. Yeah. No. And he's the most dribbles completed in all of Europe. Yeah. Some might say because Messi's not playing in Europe, but okay. What about Bonanotte? What is that? What about Bonanotte? Hey, you should go to bed. He's a good man. <laughs> you know what? Screw you. No, no, real shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> Joe obviously won't accept my. <laughs> Matias Sule. Yeah, Matias Sule is not the answer. There's multiple. Well, hopefully, he can play just, for Italy. My That's thing, right, baby. Yeah. <laughs> my thing is what I was gonna say was I just think now it's while you can, deep. while Messi's there, you integrate youth, and then joke. we'll be good. I joke, I joke, I joke because at the end of the day, you're never gonna replace the best player to ever play the game. No. And but... when a national team, hold on, when a national team, you. You've seen those videos when, you know, they're walking into the tunnel and stuff and everybody's behind Messi and they're walking like they're a fucking yeah. squad and they'll yeah. do anything and they'll kill for Messi. When you have guy, a team like that playing for one guy, when that guy leaves, you're not going to have that same mentality. You're not going to have th- th- that, that care and that, that passion that they once had. You're, that, not, that, you're not wrong. That's, you're not wrong, that's man. The, that's you're the not wrong. Thing. And, that, and that's why with, you know... With with that, you might uh, you might end up having a guy that comes in to replace him, and you know he might not be as messy. He might be a little bit underrated, and that guy might eventually come into our underrated ballers team that we're building today. Yeah, I just transitioned on your ass. I just took my job, baby. Holy... I took my job. Man, you don't even know what's happening right now. Joe's still trying to figure out what just happened. I was gonna say something about Gianluca Prestiani because he's going to Benfica, nah, 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 Di Maria, nah. you know, like whatever. No, nah. but we're going. We're going. What are we going with, Joe? Al just kind of told you. I did just but tell you. Now, uh, for me to explain it. Underrated Ballers edition. Yeah, and we're not talking about guys. Sorry, this is a transition, by the way. We're, we're <laughs> talking about downfall of nations. About Argentina, because yeah. realistically, they're going to be a fucking joke once Messi retires. Jeez, I don't think that. I think so. I, 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 hey, hey. I don't come at me. I, I don't, don't think I don't so. care. My mom's from there, so I can say whatever I want. This guy's dissing my Anyways, country. so... Underrated bars. We're building a team. We are gonna build a team of underrated ballers. 
it's not like the you guys always say when you say, oh, the streets don't forget Michu. No, people do forget him because he had one good year. Or Timu Puki or this guy or Tarap because he knew how to dance with the ball at his feet. Like, okay, I do love Tarap though because it was pretty crazy to watch. It was but nasty his feet. Regardless, it's not guy. We're not going to be speaking about guys like that. We are going to be speaking of guys that have played top level or whatever it is and have survived it, had the longevity, they just didn't get the credit. Yeah. So, you know, like in – we're not going to use this guy because I'm kind of cheating, but I'm just going to give an example. Like a guy like Sergio Busquets. You know, Shavin and Yesta got the accolades in yeah. the center mid. Nobody really talked about Busquets and what he did. No. Underrated no, ball. Yeah, I've seen no really recent. You know, like a lot of people don't talk about how clutch and key he really was. So that is our topic. Um, there's no restrictions. But we're going to try to keep it as diverse as possible. Yeah. I, we're not going to list the full team of Italians, Brazilians, no. or whatever. Like We'll try to keep it from two to three at the most. Of yeah, we're not going to start abusing nations and try to start putting a whole and team this of like is Brazilians the, and Italians. This is the first team that won't have Maldini. Yeah. First true, team since true. we started that's doing true. this that will not have Paolo so Maldini. For sure it's already going to be different. Unless. <laughs> okay. So. Um, I told Al I would start because there's a name that comes to my Wait, head right away. But before we start on the team, are we going four three three formation? Yeah, we always go four three three. I try to see if you want. Not right, right, four three three. Two, you know, Mourinho or something. First off, Mourinho's favorite formation is four two three one. Roma just sucks, so he plays five men back. Okay. Anyways, I'm saying four three three four three Part three four three three four three three. All right, let's get into this. Joe, start. Okay. Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. This is my fucking king. My guy had more clean sheets one year than the best goal that ever exists. Nobody talks about him, though, ever. King Morgan, baby. Morgan De Sanctis is my underrated keeper. Yeah, I mean, hey, Morgan you know De Sanctis. I wouldn't... I, hey, I'm not going to say anything about that. I don't mind. I, I always I always appreciated De Sanctis. He, was, he, he had some clutch moments. My fucking king. Was it rated? At uh, all, he sucked, but he was underrated. A lot of Italian, a lot of good Italian goalies, but he just—I don't even think he featured for Italy. (laughs) No, no, there's too many good goalies. But that's the thing, like, how do you feature above Buffon? Like, you grew up in that era. You're you're not, not you're not not playing. You're not playing. You're not that guy. But anyways, you're not that guy. You're not that guy. Anyways, right back. Right back. I'm probably gonna start with my own personal boy, guy. You know, I spent a lot of years watching. I already know what you're gonna say. In in the in what was a great nine years, didn't play the full nine years, but he was there for the most of it. Was one of the you know the biggest players in that team and in that defense. He had the nickname Forrest Gump because the guy did not stop running for ninety minutes. I'm going Stefan Lichtsteiner at right back. I knew that was the guy. The second solid he said right I back, up. solid right back. You know, did his job perfectly fine. Never really rated because. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's literally, he wasn't, the, he wasn't the fastest. He wasn't, you know, anything flashy. He just did his job and just didn't stop running. He didn't stop running. I just felt like running. <laughs> um, okay, so now for me, we're going to transition over to center back. Um, this is a guy that he didn't get any credit because who he was playing alongside. Um, they talk about his counterpart in Ferdinand, mm-hmm. almost 24-7, about being a Rolls-Royce defender. But I think it was this guy that actually carried that United backline. I feel like I've given it away, if you don't know, but I'm going to say Nemanja Vidic. I feel like he was severe. Okay, 
I get he has an icon card. In yeah, yeah, no, but that's the thing. You can't but really I'm look at it like, 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 like how he's an icon. He's, he's perfectly rated. When people talk about that, but people talk about center backs, he's, ne- he's they, rarely yeah. ever been. You know what I mean? So that's why, for me, I would say Vidic. I, I, I personally loved him. He didn't have the finesse. He didn't have anything. He was just tough as nails, in your face, mm. done, you know? So, Nemanja Vidic. Okay, okay. Not Matic. I can go with that. I can go with that. See, I was thinking about there was two guys on my mind right now that I was trying to think of that I'm not I was trying to think of. I had I just trying to decide on who I want to say. I didn't like either of them, but they did <laughs> okay. they did their jobs very well, and they were always super annoying to play. Now I'm gonna end up choosing one. I'll tell you the other one because we have no no more center back, so it's kind of irrelevant. But I'm gonna go with Pepe. Portuguese Pepe. Mm. You know, he he gets a lot Cock of hate. He, he gets a lot of hate, first of all, because his face. Like, he's ugly. He's one of those guys, you look at him, and you're like, wow, I want to punch this guy right in the in the head. I because agree. I can't look at this guy. He has that face to him, 100%. But that guy was a bitch to play against. He was like a Chiellini. He was just, he would break your balls for 90 minutes and wouldn't allow you to do anything. And he would get under your skin and try to get you pissed off. He would get red cards. But he would try to get under your skin and just try to get you aggravated, so just to throw you off your game. And mm-hmm. I mean, hey, fair play, I give it to him, man. Yeah. Like he he did that. And he he ruined a lot of a lot. He won a lot of games just by doing that because he got the fucking strikers off their game and they couldn't fucking got into their head. Yeah. The other guy, side note, I was gonna say was Godu. Never liked him, but I feel like he had like a very like solid career. Yeah. You know, helped helped Atletico. He scored. I've seen he scored goals. He's come clutch on corners. He's come like he's been phenomenal on defense. And I feel like he's just never really talked about in like a top center back conversation because I don't think he is, but I do think he's underrated. Like he yeah. should get some recognition. Yeah, but I, honestly, I would, I would, I would agree with Pepe. My pick is Pepe. I feel like Pepe a lot of the time like really flew on because if you look at again with him, like look at his partners. Yeah. Ricardo Carvalho was deemed like a, a Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. you know, top of the line, whatever. Whereas Pepe was like the butcher. He yeah. did the ugly stuff nobody wanted to do. And when you said that, the first name that came to my mind that I was going to throw left back because he did have a brief stint there was Chiellini. Okay. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I think Italian defenders, Chiellini may, may be a top three of all time. Yeah. I will honestly yeah. look at you and say that. I mean, I'm obviously biased, but like, obviously I'm going to say that. But I'm not too sure if I want to choose Chiellini. Okay. Because I, I already think... chose, chose the Sanctus. I don't want people to say Italian so bias. Really, I don't really think he's... Uh... I would say he's underrated too, Kelly. Like, yeah, like yeah. Like, like, he's, he might he's, be perfectly rated. Recently, he's gotten a lot more recognition. Yes, like, I feel people especially after the Euro Cup too. Like a lot more globally, people saw Kelly and were like, "Hey, fuck!" Like everyone hated all English fans hated him for that soccer thing. But yeah. They then realized, you know, that was probably the smartest thing that anybody could have done. When he, when you hear him explain it, then that's when everybody turns and looks like, like "Yeah, ah. I'll be right. I'll be right." <laughs> um, for me, left back then. Left back. Uh. I don't. This is the thing. I think he's underrated, mm-hmm. just because of who again who he played alongside during that era. I would look at you, and for me, I'm gonna say Eric Abidal. Okay. Because okay, yes, he did leave to go to Olympiacos, cancer, this, that, whatever. Yeah. Maybe that brings him up points because I know everyone started talking about Eric Abidal. Mm-hmm. But when he was playing on peak Barca, nobody spoke about him. No. He wasn't the fanciest when he attacked. He was just kind of like that no nonsense guy. And for me, like that's a that's a good defender. No. You know what I mean? Like if you, as long as you can play defense, nobody gets by you. Like you're top of the line to me. 
you know so and that was also during the Danny Alves era so I mean, yeah. nobody really trumped Danny Alves but I'm gonna go also very true <laughs> Eric Abidal as my left back okay 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 probably other names I could think of but Eric Abidal yeah, yeah. Eric Abidal go your turn okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna go okay first center mid I'm just gonna get this one out of the way because after this, I'm not doing any more Italians or any. any I'm, trying, I'm trying, not trying to do any more. I'm players hoping you're th- gonna say Juve. Oh, but I, I, for me, one of the most underrated, Marquise, underappreciated, but the guy did everything and just did nothing at the same time. Didn't do anything that no, I'm saying like didn't do anything in a game where you're like, holy fuck, look, like holy oh, shit, look at that, look at that, look at. That. But he's doing everything in the background, and the reason everything's clicking. It's, it's Marquise. He does all the dirty work. It's Marquise here then. Sammy could do no Marquisio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marquisio, I agree though. I agree I though. Like, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to go that route there, but like he had to be in this team, man. Like I feel like he's so yeah. underrated just because Especially like, again, when you think about like Italian look, great midfielders, you don't necessarily like we will think of him. Yeah. But a lot of people don't even consider you know, him. You like, know, you think of Gattuso, like, oh, he was that bulldog, he was the one that winning the ball. I would say was kind of underrated actually. But I'm saying he like, sucked. But people will look at that and be like, "Oh, he was one of the best because you know he was just he was a bulldog in he your face, a couple of in your face, yeah, pure low. You know, could ping a ball anywhere. He was elegant on the ball. You know, wasn't fast, but the guy just he he just glided on the field. People, you talk about Marquise, how people were like, like they got nothing to say. Like they would never thought, oh, yeah, but what did he really do? You know, he didn't score like the goals. Like yeah. at Juve at that time, Pogba and Vidal were scoring all the goals. Even Pirlo too. He wasn't really doing anything, but everything in that back man, he was just such a oh such an amazing yeah. midfielder. For me, Wait, I like I, I'd 100% agree with you. I like I I, I love Mark. Like, I was gonna say I fucking him. love Marquisio with everything in me. I feel like the the overall picture with this team, what you will realize is what I'm realizing too is all these players are good and maybe rated by some of you, but like it's because everyone around them got more of the credit. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So like uh, that's why like Marquisio, you obviously he's a great fucking player. People know that, but you look, he didn't get credit. You had Pogba, Pirlo, and Vidal. Just Pogba got all the credit because he had the glitz and the glamour. Yeah. Pirlo was a, a maestro, a god of sorts. So, you know, Vidal was that Vidal perfect was everywhere yeah. on the field, scoring goals. like just... Yeah, so, you know, Marquisio didn't necessarily get the credit he should be getting. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, for my pick... I'm next to the next center mid. I think I'm going to... I don't know if I want to put him in attack or the mid. I feel like I would want to put him in the mid because of his work ethic. <laughs> Okay. I feel like you know who I'm going with after that line. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to choose for this role. He's going to be more of an advanced midfielder. I'm going to go with Thomas Muller as, like, that attacking mid because, again, man, he sucks. Yeah. He has zero ball ability, but he's the smartest player. Yeah. <laughs> he has the best longevity. He will always be relevant. You know, like, you don't talk about how great he is because you had Lewandowski. You have Harry Kane right now. You have Mario Gomez. Look at, like, all Playing these crazy guys. Robin and Ribery. You know, and, like, he stood the test of time. He was always there. He was always putting up double digits. Like, overall, through and through, underrated to the absolute max. Huh? Thomas Muller. I mean, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't agree more with that. I, like you said, man, the guy's, like, he's not, like, he's not good in anything. He's not going to deke out a, a full team. But, you know, probably in our generation – probably the the football player with the highest IQ like I would say like he yeah. is he is one of the smartest players and just he he makes players around him play better yeah. like that's his like that's his thing he's like he, may, he won't make himself be yeah. better yeah he makes others 
play yeah. better and look better. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, hey, that's a good show. I was thinking that, but I was like, I don't know if he's gonna if he's gonna throw him in here. I'm like, I don't know. I was thinking about putting him in the attack as like a winger, but I'm like, realistically, no, no. a guy like Thomas Mueller doesn't actually no, have a position. That was so he's he's like, like a cam. He's like a cam. Yeah, like second striker okay, cam. Okay. Like I don't know. Okay, so now we got the next midfielder, and this one taking some time to think about this one, but I I definitely would say you know he he got a lot of hype at the time but i feel like it kind of people don't understand how good of a player he actually was and just he can do it all literally from the top of the field to pretty much goalie like i would maybe not goalie but literally anything on the field never played for my team wish he did but it's rajan angolan he, he, again, another one of those midfielders that oh, is just, fucking he got, you know, he, he got a little bit more notice and more, you know, praise, I would say, than Marquiso because he has, like, those, like, he had the goals, those, those couple, like, Pogba, Pogba yeah, goals yeah. where he's scoring, like, from those 60 yards out of fucking volley, and you're like, oh, Pogba, but who thinks about, never mind who scored, how do you score that? Who thinks about taking a shot from, they're, like, volleying it from yeah. 60 yards out? Who does that? Him. And he would get them off and he would score. So like, he was, man, oh my God. I always, I always, I hated him because he hated you and he was talk shit about them. <laughs> but I always <laughs> wanted him on my team. He still does. Till this day, he will still throw a ball oh, yeah, at oh, you. Yeah, saying, 100%. I want to beat the best. I don't fucking care. It's kind of a backhanded compliment you give all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I know. But, but I'm saying, he'd always like, you know, those things, whatever. So like, I was like, okay, fuck this Damn. guy. But like, I'm like, fuck, sign this guy. Like, I want him on my team. You're making me cry over here. Mm. <laughs> His dad's cutting onions upstairs. I knew sorry. that one. I knew that one would get jokes. Um, but I yeah, thought, no, I agree. That, that was um, my pick. Right wing. I was thinking Sound about this right. until you said Nangolan, and then my mind just went Fifty Shades of Fucked Up, and I couldn't think straight anymore. Juan Iturbe. <laughs> Juan Manuel Iturbe. No, um, it's it's kind of on the line of no, it's not. Um, I'm gonna go with my right wing underrated. I don't know if okay. I don't want to say this guy. Why? But I've always said how underrated he is because of like his finesse, his IQ, everything he does. Like he to me is actually a really perfect player. Mm. But I hate him with a dying passion right now. Pedro. Yeah. Lazio scum. Fucking shout, man. Lazio scum. But man, when you watch like that Barca when it was what I think it was David Villa, Messi, and Pedro. Yeah. Or Alexis Sanchez, whatever somebody, was, but it was Pedro and Messi. They had, yeah, they had a bunch of them. And they were just there was a reason why Pedro was always starting. Yeah. There was a reason why he was starting in that World Cup winning side. You know, like his IQ, bar none. Again, it's like another Thomas Muller. Mm-hmm. He wasn't fantastic at anything, but yet, like I, I don't know, man. It, Pedro was just. I hate that he's on Lazio now, and I hate that he talks shit about Roma. <laughs> but like, I, I gotta call a spade a spade, man. Like nah, see, man, Pedro, underrated baller. I, like I, he's one of a, them top good, guys. That's definitely a good show. That's a very, very, very good show. Pedro as my right winger, or you could play him left because he did it all. Whatever yeah, side no, you don't want, it, whatever okay, side no, no, you want no, to use, just go fucking use. Leave him on the right. Um, I'll keep. I'll keep the striker open for you. Damn, I don't know if I can think of a striker though. I got no, I'm think, kidding. I gotta get my striker too. You could do whatever you, you want. want to do I'm kidding. Whatever you want to do, though. I'm yeah, I'll leave you a striker. I'm gonna do left wing. 
Now he's not Italian. Thank God. But he did have a career at Juventus. Not a career. He had he had a couple of years at Juventus. Di Maria. No. Oh. He had a couple of years. And Nadved. You know, he got a little bit unlucky through his time. <laughs> but when he was on his game, boy, I'll tell you, the guy was on his fucking game, man. That guy made everybody's life more difficult. And I don't care. Like, he was probably, like, one of the hardest guys to defend when he's attacking when he's running right at you. Douglas Kostas. Yeah. That wasn't a name. That, that wasn't that a wasn't, name I was thinking. You weren't thinking. even thinking about that. Yeah? I, I, again, like, I didn't want to go... I just feel like we've had so many guys that, like, they, like, okay, obviously he played a couple years at Juve. He played a, majority, a lot of his time at Shakhtar and, and Bayern. Yeah, yeah. That was where his career was. And even those times there, the guy was fucking disgusting, but he was still, like, he wasn't even the best player. Okay, Shakhtar, there was, you know, you don't, you know, he's a, he, he, that's where he kind of got noticed. But on Bayern, like, he was doing phenomenal. He, there. Yeah, he, wasn't he was also like a, he was yeah, he was like a second he was stringer, like, stringer, too. That's what I mean. Still playing with Robin, like, it's hard to be, you know, to be noticed and to like you. No matter what you do, you dig up the whole team. You take a shot from thirty yards out, go top corner. Is that a name I thought you were gonna say? Yeah, uh, it's kids like wow, right? Right. Even the last, like the last one, also can think of another human player, but like I'm like, fuck. No, striker. I feel like this is might be deemed underrated, might not be. I don't know, but I think he's underrated <laughs> because people didn't give a hoot for him, and he didn't really play on any of the. Biggest teams per se, except for like one year. But that one year, he really did make the most of it. Mm. I would say Luca Tony. I was actually thinking about that. Luca Tony, you know, like he didn't play on top teams. Barring, again, okay, he played on Roma for a brief stint and Juve for a brief stint. But Bayern Munich. But that's what I was saying. Bayern Munich is probably like yeah. the pinnacle, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he still made the most of that. Oh, yeah. He scored, I think it was 34 goals in 38 games. Like, he he's an underrated player because nobody talks about him. Because, mm-hmm. again, one of those guys that were weird, like, players. Yeah. Almost retired at the age of 28 because they said he sucked. And then fast forward a couple years later, wins a World Cup, goes to Bayern Munich and is their leading goal scorer. Fiorentina, Palermo, like not crazy teams at all. No. So for me, last one, I'm going to say Luca Tony. Tony. Then underrated coach, uh, Maurizio Pacicino. (laughs) No, fuck that guy. Said no to Roma that time. No, but hey, you know what? Compared to our other teams, I don't think it's our best one, but honestly, that, it was. It, it was it, it, it's up there, man. Yeah, I think I think it was either last week or the week before was probably our one of our best teams that we built. No, well, two weeks ago, I'm pretty sure it was the left back. The left back. That was a good team. Yeah, that was a good. Yes, last week with no with the with the World Cup winner, the guys that haven't won the, the World, Cup, World Cup winners. Like, man, also another solid yeah. fucking team. Like, I don't know if it, like, this one could it, it can compete. But I don't know if it, if it, if it takes this would compete underratedly. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's like, nah, this team is not underrated. They're the to yeah, win, but essentially, I think, yeah. So we we've created our dark horse now. Now next week we gotta think of something else. Oh, we already have it. Okay, <laughs> even better. These because these things here honestly yeah. probably the best the my favorite thing to do on each. Episode. Yeah, these are fun. Segments. These are honestly like, and this one here was actually like fun to think about because like I genuinely didn't really have anybody planned it, in my it's, head. You know what it is? It's because we always talk about like. Like you see on TikTok, Instagram, or anything like that. Oh, streets don't forget. Yeah. This is the, this is the thing. First off, the streets will never forget because once a week I see something, <laughs> so I'm not gonna forget. Second off, stop blowing up mediocre players that had one good season. Yeah. I don't. Nietzsche was fucking shit. He was never good. Don't blow him up. <laughs> Borja Iglesias is ten times the player Nietzsche ever was, but you guys don't talk about him. 
Adele Tarap, okay, he had dancing shoes. He was fantastic. This and that. He could dribble ball very But well. again, Douglas Costa did it better. Yeah. And with speed and had better longevity and knew how to do other things. So it's like those are players that are actually like I would look at it and say, yeah, the streets won't forget. Because like – Is that my is that my fax machine? Oh, no, that's just Joe spitting fucking fax oh, I was right actually now. Looking Holy. Like I thought Al got his house broken into. No, no, I thought my, I thought my fax machine what? was going off, man. It's just fucking Joe right next to me, man. This guy's on fucking – Might have to end things right over here, man. Joe's getting a little bit too heated. Don't, hey, don't, don't, don't ramble stop, man. Don't, don't, don't abuse him. Just wants to chill. He's just here for Anyways. vibes. Him and Klopp are here for just vibes. So on that note, guys. Uh... You guys haven't already. I'll take over from Joe now. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. At AltraXI. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Eh. Sorry, I got a little itch in my eye. And subscribe to that. Uh, don't forget to check out any pod- podcast platform because we're on all of them. Mm. So check it out there. Press a little notification button so you get notified because this week you guys are getting notified twice. Yeah. We got an episode coming out tomorrow and on Wednesday. So you guys are getting a double Emphasis header. Let's say sorry and thank you to everybody. So on that note, guys, we'll hear you next week. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Later. And that's why I played soccer. <laughs> <laughs>